This is the Wildernet Podcast for Monday, March 2nd, 2015, episode 22. Welcome back to the Wildernet Podcast, where we rediscover nature in a digital age. My name is Shane. Hello, everybody. I am Eric. Hello, Eric. How's it going, man? You know, it's pretty good, actually. Very uh, productive, busy day after a well-needed, fun weekend outdoors. Cool, man. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you, you did have a fun weekend outdoors, didn't you? I did. You had a fun weekend doing other stuff. You, uh... You had a performance. Performance, yes, that I yeah. did indoors. But awesome. still, still good on my tenth show with the little band I'm in. A little bit of a band. Heck yeah, dude! That's great. Yeah. Well, what were you doing? Yeah, yeah, I was trying to fish. <laughs> we didn't catch anything. Well, I was at the battle on Bago. We drilled. And drove and drilled and drove and tried to mark fish, and we didn't mark anything. So eventually, after about an hour and a half of driving all over a Winnebago Lake, we decided to put up camp and just drink and fish. Wait, is it Winnebago Lake or Lake Winnebago? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For one, for semantics. I feel like Pewaukee Lake's like that. Sounds... Lake Pewaukee. It actually means Lake of the Shells, which is BS because it's all full of seaweed. There's no shells in that lake. It doesn't make any sense. There are no shells. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, why would they? Why would they do that? <laughs> it's those darn Indians. That's that's what Native, naming things Native all Americans. funny. Pihuaki, Okana, Mohawk. Nice. Anyway, <laughs> it's still winter time though. Uh, Sadly, we're getting close yeah. to daylight savings though, right? Or, Where uh, we spring savings. ahead. Yes, we're spring forward. More daylight. That's uh. With the, the next Apple event, there that's what their little promo uh, ad pieces or invites or whatever say. Spring forward that's on an unrelated topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the weather is well. The weather outside is weather. Yeah, it is pretty frightful. That's all I have to say Just about that. Weather. No, it's fine. Ah, it's fine. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> I think I'm gonna pack up my ice fishing gear. Um, might be getting into coyote hunting. I don't know. We'll see. Huh. Yes. You've been yeah. making some shows about that lately. Yeah. Yeah. Two now. So that's cool. cool. Man. But yeah. I digress. I guess that's kind of a spoiler alert. I haven't actually, hasn't been released yet, the second one, right? It'll be released simultaneously. <laughs> no. Yeah. I thanks could, this thanks could be, to you, by the way. <laughs> this will be the first time potentially tonight that I'll have, I'll post all three shows because I, Got uh, just got done doing techies and now we're doing wildernet and uh, just well you did the other show yeah yep. so let's get into go. let's get into the wildernet let's let's, uh, let's maybe get in that yeah let's do it the activity of the week on this episode we are talking about cross country skiing. Exciting stuff here. Uh, so last week I had a little had to do a little research. This week I had to do a little research. 
because believe it or not, I have never been on a set of skis ever, ever in my entire life. So I'm hoping That's you have a hard Eric. time with getting all this data. Yeah, yeah, that is why for sure. Uh, you've been skiing, right? Yeah, I I like cross country skiing um, a lot actually for a couple of different reasons, which I'm sure we'll get into. So good, good. I yeah, I was gonna say I I like to tell people because this is a fact. I have I've never done any form of skiing of any kind or been on anything that even has skis on it. And that includes jet water, uh, downhill. Uh, you know. What else is there? I don't know. Snowmobiles have skis on them, right? I mean, I, I've <laughs> yeah, never actually even been on a snowmobile. Been on ATVs, plenty. Right. Never Jeez. a snowmobile. Shane is skiless, everybody. Yep. So, again, this is something I hope to do soon, sooner or later. Hey, you know what? Um, sadly as it is, per winter here, per winter, uh, it, we're supposed to get like some sort of snowstorm tomorrow tuesday march 3rd my birthday actually um happy birthday so hey thanks man uh i'm getting old the mm. activity of the week we should we should go do that not tomorrow because i have other stuff happening however we could probably do it a different day maybe even this week maybe yeah yeah our schedules are kind of psychotic yeah i know a little I bit see what happens we'll, we'll have to talk after uh yeah i mean yeah that would be cool um Otherwise, I'm just throwing it out there. Mm -hmm. Another mandate mm -hmm. for Shane and Eric. There you go. Yeah. So uh, this week, my research included good old Wikipedia. Wiki, wiki. W what was it last week? Uh, I forgotten now what, what what I used, but I did cite it. So check out episode 21 if you want to know more about snowshoeing. <laughs> I had to remember <laughs> that for a second. This actually yeah, these, seems these two are closely related. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say very. Uh, very much so, uh, but different at the same time. Um, so <laughs> if you're not too familiar with it, it is uh, snow, not snowshoeing. Cross-country skiing is done on snow-covered terrain using someone's own locomotion. <laughs> so, I, so I read this before the show, and first of all, the first part of that sentence is, yes, Captain Obvious. The second part, though... I never have ever heard saying using someone's own locomotion. Yeah, I thought what? that was interesting, but it's that has to do with one's own what propulsion? 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 I don't know. That's weird. Like I feel like if I were next time I go snowshoeing now, I would be like, "Come on, baby, do they're, the." Or I'm like, "Chuka, chuka, 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 chuka." Or like ooh, their ooh. own inertia or freaking weird something. Yeah, uh, but it is. You do have to. You have to do what now? Are you still there, Eric? 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 Eric, where are you? He is? Oh my gosh, what the heck? Yeah, Skype. Skype, you son of a say. What are you? We're in the middle of a thought, right? Dude, I was. I was like talking about... Oh, momentum. Yes, I remembered. So you have to you have to create create momentum or when you have momentum if you stop skiing it's harder to get going again. Um oh. once you get into that rhythm <laughs> it's very uh methodic maybe is the word or very um hmm I don't know what the word is. 
it is you get into some sort of stride i mean yeah. you, you kind of you mean you have to you have to get into the zone mm-hmm. i guess uh it's no i don't i can't think of a better way to say it but it, it takes you a minute to figure out how you need to be swaying your body to make this thing move and when you do it's very rewarding mm-hmm. um anyway yeah, and so there are two patterns to that, uh, either the forward or side-to-side uh, skating pattern, which yes. sounds, I mean, it's either way, it sounds similar to how skating might be, um, the way you're describing it to me, uh, you know, because I have been skating, at least. Yeah, less rewarding than a skate, because on the ice, you slide, so one push off of like your right leg will take you so far before you have to do that again your left leg sure you do this with skiing and you push and you get like a very you have to catch at the right time so that way you're picking up right as a it's about to die down so you get the most out of each stride it's very um it seems complex initially but once you get the hang of it it's very cool yep it's done in northern europe canada russia and the united states of america uh that's that's uh that's where we are if you didn't know that already I, I'm sure there's other places you can do this, right? I take anywhere it. there's snow. Anywhere there's snow. Those are just a few places that there happens to be snow on the ground. Uh, so it started as a means of traveling cross-country. That's literally <laughs> went from country to country. And that was uh, as early as 600. You know, it says BCE. Is it just BC? I don't know what the E is, but. Oh, it is Wikipedia. Someone probably threw that in there on accident. <laughs> in Daxing An- Anling, uh, which is now China, <laughs> from wow. where that was. You really um, learned something listening to this show. Yes. Early skiers, uh, I guess they only used the one long uh, pole or spear, which <laughs> seems, I don't, I don't know how helpful that would really be, but you normally use the two poles there. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't remember skier. if. I don't think you need them. I, yeah, it's not totally necessary. Hmm. So throughout history, they've been used for travel, sport, recreation, and even warfare. People go go skiing from place to place during times of war. Not, to, I mean, it's been a while. We're talking about 1700s, I think, is uh, what Wikipedia was saying <laughs> for that. But you know, um, much <laughs> much more. Efficient ways to get around nowadays. Faster means of travel. As, like the aforementioned uh, uh, snowmobiling, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Which also have skis. They will take you across the country. Indeed. So, when it comes to recreation, which is going to be what the majority of uh, our listeners likely would be doing, uh, unless they're really good at it, uh, there's a couple different methods of, uh, recreation, one of which would be ski touring, which I'm going to, I'm going to butcher this, but, um, have you ever heard that, that, that word, uh, P-I-S-T-E? Have you heard that before? <laughs> P-I-S-T, find out what it means to me. It sounds like, it looks like it says pissed. <laughs> I think it's pieced from what I could kind of tell. What, the, what's the lo- the long E? Is that? You are asking the absolute. Uh-huh. Wrong person. Right person. Got got it. Okay. So let's just say it's pieced because <laughs> it's the E with the line over the top of it. Piste. Uh, off pieced. <laughs> I'm never going to say that word again in case it's wrong. Uh, <laughs> you can do it. West um, girl. Which are outside of ski resorts. Um, and, and, and that word, that word that I can't pronounce is, uh, it means marked 
uh, a marked ski run down a mountain. So if it's off that, it means, like, like I mentioned, outside of ski resort. So that's what uh, ski resort, ski resorting, ski touring refers to. Um, which so can the hardcore al- people that just freaking go ski down a random well, mountain? Well, not as uh, probably not the competition type of folk, which uh, will be the next one of the next topics here. But, right. um, but these ski tours can extend over multiple days, which is, uh, I've never even gone for multiple hours. So, you know, I can't. It's one hell of a workout, man. You go skiing, you're not going to walk right for a couple of days. Not to mm-hmm. mention, you might want to get some special deodorant for chafing. Your thighs <laughs> rub together. I'm just little, saying. Little baby powder. These are the things that people to. should know that no one might tell them. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, so, uh, along with the ski touring, there's also groomed trail skiing, which are uh, essentially trails that are laid out and groomed. There are places out there, such as Royal Gorge Cross Country Ski Resort, just as an example, and Glatineau. Get Gatineau Park in, do you say Quebec? Quebec? Quebec. I Quebec. say Quebec. Okay. But <laughs> that's where I, that's knows? I'm not, I'm no expert on Just anything. a couple, a couple of examples that Wikipedia has pointed out there. Mm-hmm. Um, along with recreation, there's also competition, which includes, what the heck is going on out there? <laughs> Cat <laughs> is going nuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Someone believe how loud he's being door. right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so the International Ski Federation, or FIS, sanctioned, uh, they have events that they sanction, uh, such as the Winter Olympics, the FIS Nordic World Ski Championships, and the FIS World Cup events. There are also marathons, which are distances greater than 40 kilometers, biathlons, which also include rifle shooting. Yeah, I've seen that. That's really cool. I like that. I don't I think like I've that. even heard of it. Sounds incredible. Yeah, it's cool. There are ski orienteering, orienteering, uh, which requires navigating with orienteering maps, which sounds a little less exciting than the rifle shooting, but still kind of interesting. And there's also there's also Paralympic competitions for athletes uh, with disabilities, which apparently I can't spell because I did not spell that word right. Almost said like diabetes or something. I got hung up for a second on orienteering. I just want to stop for a second there. I didn't know what that was. So yeah. it's a competitive sport in which participants find their way to various checkpoints across rough country with the aid of a map and compass, the winner being the one with the lowest elapsed time. Um, cool. All right, that's all. I just didn't know what that was. And it turns out I've actually done that before, kind of. Interesting. Have you? Oh. Yeah, in the service, they, they had us um, learn how to do land nav. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, MCT school. So that was kind of cool. We had to do uh, day land nav and night land nav, which was, in my opinion, we just goofed off. It was a kind of a joke. Couldn't really see anything. So it was hard to figure out the hell you were. But yeah. Nice. Sweet. Cool. So there's different techniques you can use. Uh, you can go about one of which being the classic, which is on undisturbed snow and tracked snow often used on prepared trails with grooves, also most used where tracks have been prepared, which is kind of almost the opposite, I thought. <laughs> um, or haven't been prepared, that's what I meant to say. Also, most used where they haven't been prepared. 
I've only done it where, well, I've only done it where it has been prepared, where the grooves are there. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you don't want to mess up those grooves. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to mess those up? No, when you go, like, uh, if you go snowshoeing, there, there will be separate trails for cross-country skiing only, and you're not to go on those cross-country ski trails because you don't want people messing up those grooves. Okay. Sure. That sure. makes it, I mean, it's it's enjoyable. I, I think I've gone off of those on incident when I did downhill skiing once, which was treacherous. I'll never do that again. Oh, wow. So, anyway. Okay. Um, So, each ski, each ski, <laughs> the idea behind this technique is each ski pushes uh forward from the uh the, the opposite stationary ski maybe sounds sounds obvious again i i this is kind of new to me i like i said i've never done it before so just giving getting all the information out there to just in case anyone out there hasn't done this before <laughs> which i'm sure I, i'm sure more people have probably actually downhill skied than cross-country skied if i had to guess what do you think I don't know. Um, yeah. My my dad was a huge downhill skier. Um, sure. He used to go out west and to Canada, and he'd go and like he'd go into those picturesque places that you'd see on like the Discovery Channel or something or Nat Geo, where they're, you know, blazing through feet of snow going down a mountainside with trees everywhere. He, that mm-hmm. was my dad. No, oh. and uh, not specifically, but <laughs> he was the, the guy. That's uh, the guy. Hey, that's that's Chuck. No, um, <laughs> my dad's name is Chuck. Oh, well. Nonetheless, I I don't know I. Everyone thinks cross-country skiing is a lot of work, and that's true. Downhill skiing scares the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah, I think so, too. Um, you so, go so fast, and I don't get the whole plowing thing to stop. It doesn't work. I'm not, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, at any rate, the, uh, the the classic technique, there are variants to that, and I, I won't go to, into too much detail other than to name them diagonal stride kick double pole sidestep and herringbone <laughs> herringbone was my nickname yeah yeah <laughs> uh don't know either but I... yep 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 <laughs> nice attempt though <laughs> <laughs> uh skate skiing is another is another technique um you know i think we mentioned at the very beginning here the two essentially the, the skate skiing being the the second and more more of the Technique similar to skating. It is for firm, smooth snow surfaces. Um, so what you do there is you push alternating skis away from one another at an angle like ice skating. Uh, and the, the variant of that is apparently marathon skating, which I don't actually know too much about. But again, we don't want to go too in-depth here, just kind of given the basics of ski of uh, cross-country skiing. Uh, and again, there, so there's turns, different types of turns. One is the snow plow or wedge turn, the stem Christie or wedge Christie. <laughs> parallel <laughs> turn, the telemark turn, and the step turn. To be honest, Wikipedia doesn't even go into uh, too much of what those are, so... Sounds uh, more like dance moves than anything. <laughs> The uh, so you got your equipment, which is a big deal, you know. Um, maybe not in the case of snowshoeing, sure, equipment's a big deal. I, I think uh, you probably need a little more equipment in this case since there are the uh, poles involved. But let's start with the skis, kind of the most important thing, I'd say. They are lighter and narrower than your 
traditional alpine skis, which I didn't know that. Did you did you know that, Eric? Mm, no, I know that the types of excuse me the types of skis for cross country are very different than downhill, mm-hmm. um, and they do make differences. And as to what regard, I I don't know. I've only rented them. Yeah, and that's very likely what I would be doing <laughs> before anything. Um, the bottoms are designed for a gliding surface and also for uh, traction, which is the, and I'll get to this in a second, but classic for classic. Uh, and the, the types are classic, skate, and backcountry. Uh, you know, I, I, again, uh, <laughs> don't want to go too crazy in depth, but um, there, there's your basic types. Um, there's also different types of waxes that you can put on these things. One is the glide wax and another is kick, which your kick's going to be more for uh, traction or grip and obviously glide speaks for itself. Um, as far as poles go, you've got, um, they're comprised of aluminum, fiberglass, reinforced plastic, carbon fiber. Uh, those are your, essentially the three types you get nowadays and uh, they used to be made of bamboo. So they've come, come a long way there, uh, which kind of makes sense maybe with the China region. A lot of <laughs> bamboo around there. <laughs> I don't want to make, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, I got it. Uh, so uh, the, the foot at the end of the pole is referred to as the basket, and then it acts as a pushing platform. And I just cannot spell today what the heck's going on. <laughs> platform. <laughs> And then boots, uh, also important, and they attach just at the toe, which leaves your heel free, and along with that are bindings, which connect the boot to the ski. So let me just add something here real quick. Um, When you're putting your skis on your feet, Mm -hmm. you need to be sitting down. Mm. If you try to do this standing up, the skis are so insanely slippery on the snow... Mm-hmm. That is a freaking tongue twister. So insanely slippery on the snow <laughs> that you you will start to slide away and you can't do it. So um, keep saying S words. Be advised, <laughs> sit down when you're putting your ski your boot into your ski and clipping it in. Mm-hmm. Unless unless you're some sort of crazy awesome pro and you've mastered that process. Um, if you're a beginner, like Shane. I would think maybe some of our listeners are <laughs> in this case. Uh, yeah, sit down. You're gonna hurt yourself. Uh, Pre beginner, not even. Know, what do you call that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely a beginner, but learn from my mistakes because I made an ass hat out of myself. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my new favorite okay. word, everybody. Uh, didn't mean to use it here, but yeah, that's okay. It, it's a funny word. <laughs> word <laughs> words. I don't know, but uh, so when you say sit, do you mean in a chair or on? Yeah, the usually. I mean, there'd be like a. I mean, depending on where you go, like where I go, it's usually state parks. Um, there's going to be a bench somewhere. Okay. I'll, I'll pop a squat on a bench. You can. So you don't want to be on the ground though when you're. Or, or at least have something and like lean up against a tree, something. They're they're just really slippery. I'm just saying. Gotcha. And if you're not used, to, you've never done it. You'll find out pretty flipping quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice, sir. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, so that's cross country skiing in a nutshell. Do you uh, 
Do you, do you have anything else to add to that? I certainly um, don't. <laughs> you work up a lot. Of, you, you generate a lot of body heat. You're exerting a ton of energy when you're doing this. So uh, because you're out in the cold, people think, oh, layer up, layer up. But you want something that's going to wick away moisture. You're going to be sweating. So it's very important to get a, a underlayer that's going to wick away a lot of moisture to pull that away from your skin to help dissipate all of your nasty sweat. Um, but it's a very awesome cardiovascular workout in the wintertime when you're pent up inside and you're going crazy from cabin fever. It's a fever, not, not it's fever. It's a great way to stay in shape. It's, it really is. And so like the park that I would go to uh, locally, they would have the trails lit at night with lights. Um, bigger lights or whatever and you know winter gets dark at 4 p.m in some cases you go after work it's already dark but the trails are lit it's very um communal sport there's a lot of people that do it so usually other people there if you're getting into it they'll be they'll be nice typically and help you out or they could be really mean until you get the hell out of their way i don't know depends nonetheless it's a, it's a lot of fun cool you are looking for a way to get outside in the winter time and i am i because i I'll admit it. I'll admit it right here, right now. I don't do it enough. I'll tell you the the winter. I love, love the warmer months. Winter. I need more excuses to get the heck outside. So yeah, my favorite thing with winter is the it can be really quiet because the snow absorbs a lot of the sound. Um, mm-hmm. So if you get into more less accessed area, it's just really peaceful. Um, but winter's pretty. You, you know, know and fresh snow falls. It's the best time to go out. I mean. Uh, just throwing this out there, less. Let's see, bugs, birds, anything that makes noise. <laughs> Pretty much, unless we're talking about a uh, auger or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but do you ever get yours fixed? By the way, <laughs> your auger. Yeah, um, yeah, I used. I drilled. I don't know, twenty holes on uh, Saturday. Nice. Myself, I just went to town. I was just drilling because I wanted to drill holes. I just kept I on so drilling. Excited. I just kept drilling. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing when there's almost two feet of ice to have a, a power auger. Let me tell you, folks. Yeah, man, I kind of want one, and and I don't, you know, ice fish that often, but <laughs> seems nice. Yeah, okay, pack, so up my gear. anyway, I think that's about that'll about do that. Let's mosey on along here. Word in the woods. Eric found a nice little article here from the Idaho Statesman. It's idahostatesman.com. Cross-country ski trip offers solitude and scenery. And this is written by a gentleman named Mark Moracle. Guessing on that pronunciation, but looks about right. This is yeah, about his yeah. uh, little uh, cross-country ski trip he had uh, with himself, I think. I think it was just him, right? Uh, I think to, you're right. Just funny. Yeah. With himself. <laughs> to Mount... And more technical difficulties. We're back here. Oh, um, oh no. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh and, yep. Nope. We're really back. Okay. Didn't have any issues recording techies, but now, now everything wants to break. So... <laughs> Uh, as I was saying, he was, uh, he went to Mount Bachelor Nordic Center in Mount Bachelor, Oregon. Oregon, I said it right. I said it right, right? right. Hey, we've learned. All right. <laughs> Don't my say cousin that. will be proud. <laughs> and, yeah, no, my cousin lives in Oregon, yeah. For a second, I knew someone else out there, but nope, just one. Is, is he or she your listener by chance? 
I don't know. I'll have to ask her. Um, <laughs> she's from Portland, so or she lives in Portland now. She's from Wisconsin. Okay, gotcha. Cool. Well, maybe you can ask her if she's been also to uh, Mount Bachelor Nordic Center. She has. Oh, she's good. into all this stuff. She should be a listener. <laughs> so she's, we should have her on. She's done yeah. everything we always wanted to do. Absolutely, absolutely. Is this the cousin that was uh, to Nicaragua? Uh, no, a different one. Okay. Uh, this is the architect cousin. She's oh. been living in Portland for, gosh, seven years at least. Wondering about Eric's now. family and, today. And uh, she mountain bikes, cross-country skis, runs. I don't know. She cool. knows Oregon really well. It's cool. Excellent. So, yeah, maybe. So Mark here, the author of the article, it uh, it was all of five minutes before he found himself alone. Alone in the wilderness. And almost said wilderness there. Uh <laughs> So the idea, his his plan here was to ski to uh, Todd Lake to circle and return, which sounds sounds like a good time. Sounds nice, yeah. And uh, I think Eric just kind of wanted to uh, read a quote here that he, the, yeah, that he yeah, had the, an article. The main point I had with this article is um, what you can get out of cross-country skiing, aside from all the technicalities to it. As I, this is a quote from Mark, quote, As I get older, I find myself seeking these sorts of outdoor pursuits, searching less for thrills and more for solitude. Maybe that's how many of us evolve as we get older. I don't know. <laughs> End quote. So I just like that, um, you know, someone like myself, I, I was very much so an adrenaline seeker and a, really looking for adventure all the time, which, don't get me wrong, I still am uh, very much involved in trying to find adventure. However, something like this um, just kind of seeking more of a solitude it's kind of nice yeah. every now and again even if you are a thrill seeker you're really active you know it's kind of nice to just break away for a little bit yeah i think that was that was one of the uh kind of the, the big themes of this article was was just solitude and that you know it's it's just nice to get away um and <laughs> kind of what i said at the beginning is he was by himself well that was kind of the point in this case um so what he did was uh, he com- ended up completing a six-mile trip in five hours which uh, so that he could take photos and rest along the way, which is a good chunk of time. Pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. five hours. Man, that, you take a five-hour shot of energy, you're good. Right. Yeah, so he got out there. He <laughs> right. got out there to uh, Todd Lake. And, um, you know, I mentioned at one point that he, that he found some tracks there and ended up uh, kind of following those and... Um, I don't know if, if the whole trip was, you know, planned to take that long or not. I, I doesn't really mention how far away Todd Lake actually was from, uh, from the, the Nordic center there. But, um, I would, uh, I would imagine probably was about as, as long as he really intended to be out there. Um, but then I just wanted to mention the, the quote here that he, um, ended the article on, which is, I'm going to add again, quote, I will be there later this season once winter, we can hope, arrives in earnest. And I, I was a little confused by that. <laughs> this was written yesterday. Um, but uh, at any rate, um, but on this day, sometime in the winter woods, alo- uh, alone was the priority, which, you know, we mentioned. That's, uh, that's kind of the key. And I can totally relate to that. I think the quiet... As you mentioned, that I think that's certainly a big part of it. Sometimes you just need to be, you need to be out there in, in the woods, just, just kind of taking it all in, and uh, that sounds it sounds like a lot of fun. 
And um, I think I'm kind of, right now. I'm kind of the opposite, where you know I I, I want to do these these outdoor activities, but it's much more fun to me if you know we go out do something like this together. Uh, yeah, you'd want to get some experience under your belt before you go on a five hour trip. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it can be frustrating. Um, you know, I've I've I was very frustrated myself the first time I had ever gone till my friend that had had brought me kind of gave me an explanation of how I should be doing it. I was extremely frustrated because I consider myself a quick learner. I'm an active guy. I'm not in bad shape or anything. So in the fact that I couldn't figure this out, it was driving me nuts. So with some assistance and some direction, I was able to figure it out. And then it became rewarding and fun. Also, my, my parents have a funny story. My, my stepmom had tried to go, um, my, my dad once he was just taken off and she's way behind going, Hey, the heck mm-hmm. know what i'm doing you know so it does take some some a little bit of practice you know, you know maybe something i'm not taking into consideration here is the, the article is, was dated march 1st but maybe he didn't go march 1st <laughs> or you know maybe it was earlier not sure on that one i don't yeah i don't know man i don't know it's whatever yeah but sounds fun if you want to you know know more about his trip and if you happen to live out there in oregon near uh near there maybe you Maybe you could uh, learn a little something more and check it out sometime. Heck yeah. All right. Don't have any write-ins this week for our sound off section. But if you'd like to, you can contact us at wildernetpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at wildernetcast. And by the way, thank you, Eric, for your... I got to say you are very good about posting some nice things on our Facebook page. And, um, I do appreciate that. Uh, no problem. Probably helps us get some additional listeners and, and hopefully informs those listeners a little better than just (laughs) what I do, which is constantly just posting our episodes up there. (laughs) So I, I do appreciate that. You're very familiar with doing that for both, both of the, well, I don't know. Do you have just the two, uh, Facebook pages you work on? Yeah, I've just the uh, Wildernet one that you've given me permission to, I believe, and the uh, the Wildernet <laughs> Yes. We were both admins on there. Uh, yes, our Facebook page is at facebook.com slash wildernetpodcast, so check us out there. Uh, where can people find you, Eric? Yeah, we've talked about it enough on this episode. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> everybody. <laughs> but uh, I've been doing a, a, a show a week for the Where to Hunt podcast, uh, the app is undergoing more tweaks, so hopefully <laughs> one day it'll work the way it was intended to. Um, As the but if you want to download intended. it, you can download Where to Hunt app on iTunes or Google Play. Mm-hmm. That's where you can find me. So it's facebook.com slash where to hunt Wisconsin, and the website that I've been using most frequently is publiclandpride.com. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's what I got can find me on Twitter at ShaveMadOx. You can also check out the other podcasts I do over there at the TechEase podcast where we, what do we do? I feel like our taglines are so similar in that case. <laughs> that funny. one, we are, our goal is uh, simplifying our lives one gadget at a time. Uh, so we talk about different, different technology that... Uh, Makes our lives a little bit easier, which uh, can involve the outdoors also. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Check out other shows, by the way, 
like this one at niceguynetwork.com where the, I keep saying this word, <laughs> aforementioned uh, Where to Hunt podcast is located there as well. Okay. The moment of reflection. So we've got some old notes in here for the moment of reflection. But, <laughs> similar to our previous episode about snowshoeing, if you need another excuse to, <laughs> I guess I can reuse this, <laughs> walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I white, guess white I suppose it is, it is also water skiing now that I think about it. Oh, very nice. I've done that too. It's that's fun. Your legs get tired after a while. Go ahead and uh check out uh try out some cross country skiing. I sure I sure want to. <laughs> yeah, uh you know, I I think I drop REI's name quite a bit but it's so close to where i live and it's so convenient they to really rent. should I be paying us for sure else but uh, the heck yeah they really I? should <laughs> yeah yeah we we gotta get on that it's uh, a lot closer than cabela's to us that's for can you rent danger cabela's that i that i don't know probably what can't you do at cabela's <laughs> i don't it's know like a, there's you like a museum in there and <laughs> 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 yeah so go check that out i I presume, yeah, I think you mentioned you can rent, you know, some, we, something we didn't, we did talk about last episode that we didn't really talk about this one was, uh, but you can, you can probably get skis for like a garage sale or Craigslist. You know, if you're trying to start out, you're not gonna have to pay a whole lot for this kind sure. of stuff, you know, and as you progress and learn and you, if you end up enjoying this as a uh, activity, you can, can upgrade yourself obviously as needed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, along with that, uh, skiing cross-country skiing can be a great place to get some solitude get out there in the wilderness and just kind of get away from not completely you know mark mentioned that he did see other other skiers along the way and it's not completely away from uh civilization but depending on where you go right yeah and you do get those you get those moments for sure where it is just peaceful and kind of what Kind of what this show, I think the the roots of this show, really, because you know, as we just heard those loons, um, that's that's kind of a big part of it, I think, is just uh, being sort of one with nature and yeah, clearing your mind. It's nice to do that. Getting away from the big city, you know, depending on where you live. Also, some people some people live live that every day, and you know what, mm-hmm. kind of. I kind of have a, a a big level of respect for people that do that. <laughs> maybe maybe a certain level of envy. <laughs> well, Very I think nice what's that? Very nice. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's a show. Do you think that's? A show? I believe so. I believe so. That is a show. It is going on nine thirty. So I hope that is a show. All right, everybody. All right. Thanks. Thanks, people, for listening. Uh, What do I say again? (laughs) Until next time, take care. Get outside.